Welcome everyone to the Castos Creator Spotlight Podcast, where I sit down to interview content creators using the Castos platform to talk about their podcasting journey and discuss what they've learned along the way in order to help others launch, grow, or even make a living from their own shows. My name is Sam Chalbowski. I'm the host of the Castos Creator Spotlight Series podcast and the head of growth at Castos. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Anya Smith of the Matters of Belief podcast, a show that focuses on providing an open dialogue around all things religion and spirit, spirituality, and discussing topics that some might classify as too controversial for casual conversation. I'm very excited to introduce Anya today. So Anya, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing really well, thanks. I'm based in Brighton and we've got a lovely uh, sunny day in the UK, which makes a change. So I've got a big smile on my face and I'm really excited to be talking to you today, Sam. Amazing, amazing. And yeah, thank you so much for, you know, coming here to sit down with me today. I uh, was really interested in your podcast when I saw it and listened to a couple episodes. So I'm excited to dive in. It's uh, And we were talking before the recording a little bit about the weather. It's so funny. I live out here in Colorado. We have a lot of wildfires every year. So we kind of pray for rain. But you were telling me that in the UK, it's, you know, pretty much always rainy all summer. I know a little bit about that. But I'm so glad it's finally sunny there and you're out enjoying the weather. That's uh, awesome to hear. Yeah, it's a big relief because we just had rain, rain, rain all July, which is meant to be our best month for sun. And already us Brits, we are really deficient in vitamin D and we need it, especially with COVID going around. We know how important vitamin D is. So yeah, we're all extremely happy at the moment. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, so nice to feel the sun on your face. So I wanted to ask first, just sort of general background about your podcast. You know, why did you start it? And really, you know, what is it from your sense? So I studied theology, religion and philosophy of religion at university. I went to Cambridge and graduated in June um, last year. So I've had about a year out of university and I went straight into a job in a very different field to a humanity subject. And to be honest, it started off just as a passion project. I was really, really, really missing my subject. I've always found religion and all things spirituality extremely fascinating, tying in philosophy, some science, um, science and religion and that relationship. There was just, there's so much to explore within that field and I missed it incredibly. And so I was thinking, okay, how can I, one, feed my interest and keep that going and keep it sustained now that I finish university? And B, is there a way to integrate my interest um, within my life. And I think that it's so important to really understand what makes people tick, understanding people's own beliefs, because even though people think at the moment that potentially people think that religion is falling away from society and that it's not as common anymore and as or as prevalent, but I actually think the opposite. I think that especially in the COVID-19 pandemic, people are looking for a sense of meaning. They've had so much time to be at home and reflect and really think about what matters in life. And I think that people are looking for some spirituality and looking for religion. So not only have we got these worldwide belief systems that are so integral to society today and that we really should explore in order to form cohesion and just better understand each other. But actually, I think that so many different spiritualities are blossoming at the moment and are all feeding into religion. And so I thought it was a really great time to start a podcast and start talking to people who are believers and the people who study with believers and study religions. Um, Because I think that 
all over the world, religion is integral to the way that society and life moves. It shapes so much down from politics just to day to day living. And if we can understand that in a better way and have open conversations, then I think that we'll all be better off for that. And religion is just so interesting. And there are really controversial elements as well, which I think is really important to explore. So yeah, it started off um, for me just to entertain myself and continue that interest. But I think that also it will just be really beneficial for the wider communities as well. And I think there's something that is so special there too, that really is unique to a lot of content creators and a lot of podcasts in particular is that you go into one field or you go into one job, but there's this thing that you just can't stop thinking about that you want to talk about, that you want to have that be a part of your life and you want to create content or work around that idea. And for you, it sounds like theology. And I think there's something that we can really take away from that understanding that if you are the type of person that, you know, there's this thing, it's in the back of your head and it just won't go away. And it's something that you're passionate about, you know, take the first steps and get started. And that's why I love, you know, sort of your story and how you're getting into podcasting because you have, you know, you dove in. And when did you start? When was the first episode that you recorded? Gosh, so I started uh, the blog, I think, in April, but I didn't plan on doing a having a podcast I initially thought I would do blog posts and keep people updated on that front and explore issues and topics but then I just thought that having that ability to actually speak with people is just great it's so handy it's a way to really get into into the nitty-gritty elements of a topic so I actually started my first podcast maybe in May. So it's been very, very soon. Um, It's still right at the beginning of the process, but I definitely do agree with what you were saying. I think that you're never going to be as good as something that you really, that you enjoy. I think that it's so important to get across how passionate you are and pick something that you really do are interested in because or else, you know, life's short. So I think it's so important to do something that you enjoy and you're going to be best at something that you enjoy as well. So I'm excited. It's very much at the early stages, but I'm just feel, I feel fortunate that I've still got a large slice of my life that I think is still down to this incredible subject area. So you started with the blog and then you moved into the podcast. And I think that podcasting as a medium, just in my opinion, works really well for these topics because with a blog post, and maybe this was why you started podcasting, I think that there's some things around tone and some sort of gray area that might not come across if things are all just written. And I think that that sort of two-pronged channel approach where you have blogs that people can read at any time, but you also have podcasts so they get a sense of who you are what you're talking about and how you approach these different topics makes podcasting a really great medium for, you know, discussions around religion and spirituality in particular. One thing that I wanted to ask, so with the podcast, and you mentioned, you know, you studied theology, is the podcast geared towards any one religion or any one spirituality? It's not good to anything in particular at all. It's extremely varied. And actually, the aim is to increase that variety and diversity moving forward. I want it to cover all forms of religion, all worldwide belief systems, or any more niche spiritualities, um, anything at all. I think that the more diverse, the better. I think that currently, I think that there has been a bit more of a focus on Christianity just because 
predominantly the people who I have access to in this country are Christians. And I think that because in this, in the UK, I don't know, maybe because there's less hate towards um, Christians, just because it's the predominant religion, I think that they're more likely to come forward perhaps um, in greater scale and have these conversations. Whereas other religions that are more niche or just in a minority, I think that they're just, they're harder to get across. But I think that my aim is to, as this platform grows and as my podcast grows, I think I'd be in a better place to get hold of people who are from um, a more diverse background. So yeah, I'm trying to get as many different people on as possible to talk to because variety is key. And the whole point of this podcast is to really understand believers and what makes them tick and I want to understand their thought processes and their lives and the issues that they face and their own challenges and just topics surrounding their own religion. So yeah, just definitely want that variety coming forward um, as I increase. And I think that that's something that I'll probably be able to achieve just as I get more listeners and people will be more willing to come on and, and have a chat with me. Amazing. And I love that wide ranging idea around, you know, spirituality and religion. It's all on your blog. You even recently published an article um, that was technology as a religious movement. So I think it's, you know, taking that wide approach just brings so many people into the fold. Because one thing I wanted to ask was, do you think people in general have an aversion to talking about religion with somebody who might be of, you know, a different religion or a different spirituality than them. Because in the United States, I see that basically religion is like the one thing you don't talk about. Because sometimes you can still talk about, you know, politics. And people always used to say that famous phrase, you know, no politics or religion in casual conversation. I've seen that politics, at least with the people that, you know, I'm kind of surrounded by, politics are generally okay but religion is still the one that you know no one really wants to talk about. So what's kind of your take on that? That's really interesting. I've obviously I studied at university. We have a big interfaith program where we want all the different people from different faiths to work together and have these dynamic conversations. So I've always been surrounded by people who are very open about their religion. And I mean, the whole point of well, not the whole point, but I mean, a big part of being someone of faith is to spread spread your faith and to propagate your beliefs and I personally think that those of faith are very willing to have conversations and are very up for chatting I think if they feel safe to do so I think that where people the ones who don't I feel like to talk about religion so much are the ones who claim that they don't have a religious faith or religious background I think that often that can just come from prejudice and they just don't really want to have dialogue about something that they deem maybe is not important or as they don't understand it. And I think that if you don't understand something, then it can be difficult to have a conversation with someone who holds a belief. And that's why growing and understanding is so important. And that's why I think that these kind of podcasts are so crucial. But I think that definitely it's harder for people who are not religious to have conversations based on religion. And I think that people can often be quite scared of religion. They can often see people who are religious as fanatical or just different to them too different they can't get they can't grasp it but I think that people who actually are religious are very forthcoming and they want to spread their their religion because I mean for, for example in the pandemic we um this is a bit of a tangent but I remember I got through the place I live in a block of flats 
And um, through the post, I received a card, a greeting from a Jehovah's Witness who claimed that, you know, they were just telling me about the spreading the, the word of God and the good news and their message. And everyone else in our WhatsApp group chat was really upset by this um, by this person who'd come into our block of flats and had written these lovely greetings, um, trying to not just trying to create some awareness around their own faith. And they were really shocked by it. And they saw that as a bit of an affront and just out of line you couldn't enter someone's home and put something through their letterbox but in my mind I think that they're trying to save you aren't they I mean they're not trying to harm you the whole point of them trying to spread their message is to help you and that's their way of thinking and I think that that's what we kind of need to change in our minds religious people aren't scary crazy people um they there's religion is so intricate and deep and there's so much to it so I think that it's definitely they're so easy to speak to I think that it's far more those who don't have faith and just seeing that reaction made that even more clear to me the people my neighbors who just were in uproar about the thought of them coming into our block and posting but I don't see how that's any worse than receiving a bill through the post I mean I'd much rather have a greeting from from someone who's religious than having a bill pop through that I have to pay off (laughs) it's an interesting perspective I mean I personally have never thought of it that way that Yeah, this person, you know, who is coming up to your door or is putting something in your mail, they are ultimately, they want what's best for you. And I think it's a, and it's an interesting reframing of that for me. And when you say the the people who aren't religious and the people who aren't religious in your WhatsApp group were the ones who were kind of, you know, the most put off by this, are these people who may have, and just a generalization, when you say like not religious, are they people who might have grown up? religious and then strayed away from it? Or are they people who may never have been religious at all? I don't think they personally have been religious before, but I think that it's an interesting distinction. I guess initially I'd have thought that oh, maybe they've just had no exposure to religion or spoken to many religious people. But actually I think that often, I know that people can have really bad experiences and religion is very, very complex. And I know that some people can have bad experiences and it puts them off all forms of religion for life and the idea of it it just puts them off um so it could be either but i actually think that most of them just haven't had much exposure to religion in general but yeah it's an interesting thought has what what's made them be that way inclined is it a bad experience or is it just a lack of exposure and and kind of prejudice i suppose it's interesting to hear your take on that too anya because you know i think it's really interesting from my perspective i was catholic growing up from a devout catholic family and we had sort of left the church as the years went on. I still occasionally go for big holidays, you know, Christmas, Easter, things like that, really just to support my family. And what I see as religion is there's a great sense of community there. So while I'm not Catholic, while there might be some things that I don't disagree with that I don't practice, you know, I'm not the type of person that would ever say, you know, stop practicing your religion or stop doing these things. But I think for somebody who may have never been religious in the first place, some of that can be, you know, kind of scary and they might not know, you know, sort of what's going on there. So they might be a little bit adverse to speaking with somebody who is religious, which is why I really love your platform and what you're doing so much, because it's a great way for people to gain exposures about religions that, you know, they might know nothing about. You know, there's a lot of religions that I know nothing about that I would love to learn more about. One of them, and I had touched on it briefly, is uh, the belief in, you know, transhumanism. 
And I thought that was something really interesting. And did you want to maybe just speak to that really quick? Because that was something I hadn't heard of before that I thought was really interesting when we were chatting uh, earlier in the week. Yeah, sure. So I think that religion and technology is a really complex area. I think that religion and technology does really could religion technology could they be friends could they be enemies i think that technology from a traditional worldview religion from that perspective i think technology can actually be quite a troublesome area in the sense of i think that in today's age we put a lot of hope into technology and we also we kind of have this idea of a technological utopia technology will save us technology is the answer and from a traditional religious perspective this kind of is weird because really you should be putting your hope in god and an afterlife and definitely not technology and we shouldn't be using technology as an end in itself we shouldn't lose sight of why technology is being used and why we're harnessing technology but actually we can look at it the other way and almost say that supporting technology is kind of like a religion in itself in the sense if you can have this idea and this is what trans this is transhumanism which you were referring to is that you can eventually we will our artificial intelligence will take over and we'll end up being able to upload our minds into technology into robots will live that would be our existence human bodies will become insufficient and redundant and so having this idea of our lives turning robotic is this new kind of faith and we have hope in it we think that we'll live forever in these new forms and we won't need this world anymore or the world of the flesh and hoping that we can survive things like illness and natural disaster because we'll be robots our minds will be uploaded and so that's kind of a new kind of religion and if you have if you look at the actual categories of religion and what encompasses religious belief they have really similar ways of thinking and really similar categories so you could even consider faith in technology as a religion which i think people often don't really think about and it just shows that how wide of a span religion can take um and religious practices and beliefs will be in all pockets of society and all pockets of life that you haven't really thought about before, which makes understanding religion and religion itself is you can understand it as actually so much more important than people probably give credit because it's in all parts of life that you probably didn't even think about before. That's so interesting to me because I would never have even considered that as a topic around, you know, religion and spirituality, this idea that, you know, we could upload our minds and essentially live forever. And one of my favorite Netflix shows, and maybe you've heard of it or maybe you've seen it, is uh, Altered Carbon on Netflix, which is all about that same topic. And I didn't even consider that that could be, you know, a system of belief. And I think what you had said earlier, too, about sort of this traditional tension between religion and technology is really interesting to me. I also grew up in central Pennsylvania, a very rural area, and I was surrounded by a lot of Amish and Mennonite, people who, you know, deliberately say, you know, we are not interested in technology. Our way of life, you know, goes specifically against technology because it threatens our system of belief. We've chosen to live our lives in a different way. So I think that is really very, very interesting to me that there could be this sort of other side of technology that is really promoting it. That's still a system of belief and a framework. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely two sides of the same of, of the same coin. You can either have religion traditionally, which just kind of denounces technology and thinks of it as 
often very mis- misguided and wrong but then you can have it as a natural religious movement itself so yeah it's very very complex um how we view these topics and it just shows how how important it is to really think about them and speak to people and hear about different thoughts because things aren't as straightforward as you might think and that's most often the case <laughs> things are never straightforward at all and there are many versions um and different opinions definitely I'd like to get back into talking about the podcast before and, you know, chatting about how you got started. So one question I would like to ask is when you were getting started, what were the biggest challenges for you? Was it, you know, recording? Was it audio editing? Was it, you know, technology in general? And what was, or what are the tools, what are the resources that you had access to on your end or that you used that were able to help you through, you know, any of those challenges that you faced? Yeah, so setting up, I was definitely most nervous about the technological side of things. I felt very comfortable reaching out to people and chatting to people and interviewing and doing my own research. Um, That wasn't too much of a concern of mine. It was definitely the technological side of setting up a podcast. I mean, I didn't even know that you had to host a podcast like on a platform and I had no idea what an RSS feed was even so yeah it was very stressful in the by the thought of it but actually I did some research of course go to where I feel natural and read some blog posts and watched some YouTube videos and just tried to work out the most simple but most efficient way of going about it so I wanted to know what a really good editing platform was that was really user-friendly. And I watched YouTube videos to try and understand how to use it. And now I don't do anything fancy at all. I don't do anything really clever with my editing, but I, um, so I use Audacity and I just watched some YouTube clips and it taught me how. And I also obviously had looked up Castos and I'd read really good things about you guys. And and, um, so I decided to host on Castos. So yeah, for me, it was just definitely doing the research because I didn't want to start using a system or a piece of technology that I was going to find really complex and that was made to do things that I didn't need. Like I don't need very fancy things at all. So yeah, it was for me, it was just finding stuff that would work and be user-friendly. And that was my main way. And following YouTube videos was definitely a lifesaver, just teaching me how I can edit. And yeah, I would recommend that highly if anyone's struggling. YouTube is your friend with all things technology from my you know, learnings over the years, there's just such a wealth of information. And we try and be really active on our YouTube channel, putting out things about editing and looking at, you know, different tools that we can publish content on that, you know, shows people how to do these things. So I love that. And I think too, part of what you said goes back to our early conversation, which is this idea and, you know, how you started the podcast, you had this idea of, creating this sort of platform for these discussions around religion and spirituality, and you wanted to get your work out there. And I think that that is a key for anybody who's interested in getting started, who has this idea and hasn't launched it yet. You know, don't overcomplicate things at the beginning. Keep it simple at the beginning and get your work out there. Find a couple of things that work for you and just start creating. Once you create enough times some of the finer details will just come naturally and you'll see, okay, you know, I should have, you know, edited this in a different way. I should have, you know, published this content a different way. So it has, you know, and becomes more polished over time. It's something that I'm definitely even learning on my own. You know, this is episode two of the Castos Creator series. And I've learned so much just from recording the first episode in terms of like pacing and how I'm hosting episodes. I am fortunate enough that, you know, here at Castos, we have a editing team that helps me out a lot with the you know actual editing of the episodes. It is a service we offer 
But um, for those who are editing on their own, there's a lot of great tools. You know, I, I know you mentioned Audacity. That's a really popular one for being able to create, being able to edit. And for somebody who's not even really technology focused, I would say, you were able to figure it out. It seems like pretty quickly. So use YouTube, lean on the resources that you have. There's a lot of great ones. And I think that's a really great piece of advice for our audience is that, you know, start creating, you know, find some basic solutions that work for you and just go ahead and create. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely echo that. I think that people can be so scared to put anything out there unless they think that it's perfect. We live in a society, I think, now where perfectionism is rife. And I think for me, it was just about, I didn't want to wait and wait and wait until I thought that I've mastered te- um, podcasting. I, you just you learn much better through doing, don't you? And I think that the main thing is just to start creating. And then you can just improve as you go along. And I think it's having that agile mindset. I mean, we all, I think businesses thrive off this agile mindset that we all um, have to learn and go through and I think that it is there is some truth in it I mean you can't you can't build a a bike without first building a scooter and you just have to start from somewhere and then slowly build up so I I definitely encourage everyone to start off and start creating as soon as possible and you'll learn a lot faster that way I love it yeah you know get that work out there and uh, you'll learn as you go along so Let's talk a little bit about your episodes and your process for recording episodes. And I know, you know, this is a newer show, but you've, you know, released some really great episodes so far. What are your tips for like your actual recording of episodes and the topics that you cover in those episodes? Are there any sort of key tips that you think would help somebody who might just be getting into their first, you know, couple of couple of episodes or maybe even launching a podcast for the first time? Yeah. So I think that for me, um, research is key. I think that you really have to know your guest and know the topic before recording. Obviously, you're going to be learning as you're chatting and discussing with that person. But I think that you need to come with with some form of knowledge base and really understand what that person does and what their contribution is to the topic um, that you're discussing. So for me, research is definitely key. And I always think about some things that I would like to ask, but I don't want to be restricted by my list of questions. So yes, I have questions there things that I would really like to know about. But if there is something that I think that just pops into my mind during our conversation that the person nudges towards, I think definitely go off script. Like do not feel the need to be following a set of questions or don't try and limit yourself in just through your own preparation. I think that you need to have some flexibility and then it will feel a lot more natural. I think that in my podcast, I much prefer to make it so that we're having a genuine chat and you're really discussing and you're not feeling constrained at all by any preparations that you've made because I think that it's nice to have a dynamic fluid conversation and then you both get more out of it and when your guest is feeling like they're just having a chat with you I think that they generally tend to open up more um, and they feel more comfortable and at home and then you forget that you're actually recording and it's just two people having a conversation so although yes preparation is so important I definitely do research I think that I also want to have that flexibility and not feel constrained at all because then your guests will just open up so much more. I couldn't agree more with that. And I think that also is reflective of the greater theme of podcasting and how podcasting got started. You know, at its early days, podcasting was sort of this this medium that was different than something that you would hear on, you know, the radio or here on TV. It was unstructured. It was more sort of raw and natural where, you know, I think that if you are just asking a list of questions and you're sticking to the script and not, you know, willing to go off script is all at all, it's less engaging. 
because that's what people expect out of a podcast. They expect people are going to get into a deep dive about something or, you know, maybe this additional point will be raised that they didn't have plans for. So I really like that. Uh, at the same time, it's important to have that research so you are able to ask good questions and that you know about the things that you know you might want to ask as it kind of comes up in conversation to be informed about you know your guests or the people that you're interviewing. So I think that that's a very very good tip for recording of episodes in general. Oh yeah, Thank you. no problem at all. Yeah, I think that it's definitely a journey, but it's good to make your guests feel relaxed. You'll definitely get more out of it. Absolutely. So what I would also like to talk about next now is future of the show. What are your plans for this? What are your plans for the, you know, the matters of belief, you know, website? You know, where do you see this kind of thing going? So at the moment, I'm trying to just grow as much as I can. And I want to reach more and more people. I think that as I grow, I want to potentially get more well-known people on just to um, attract a wider range of audience but eventually I think it would be amazing to have a slot on the radio just to work alongside the podcast I think that national radio has always fascinated me and I think that there is definitely room on the radio for more religion and more coverage of religious beliefs and the dialogue around that but I, at the moment I think that and it, I think it would just be a really great way to get more views and get your conversations out there because I think that yeah I think the national radio is so important I think that it's nice to have accessible people on there who don't overwhelm you in the conversation I think that it's important that um you are kind of bridging between academic and the not so academic I think that it's nice to have the way that my podcast works is it was kind of a halfway house between that I don't want to separate the two at all I want to bring the two together so I think that definitely is the podcast grows and I can get more well-known people involved and get my audience expansion um, going as well. I think that it would also be amazing to get some form of radio involved too. That'd be really amazing. Yeah. And I really like the thought process around that because I think that there's, you know, like you said, an interesting bridge that you're able to gap by, you know, having larger audiences and more exposure on sort of a national radio. I hear it you know, all the time in the States here with NPR or National Public Radio, they are frequently having podcast guests you know, or guests who host a podcast on as sort of the resident expert for a, you know, a part of the show that they're running. And I think that that's really cool because, you know, you're able to talk about this, like you said, in an accessible way. And it also for those people who may have never even thought about these types of topics or these types of conversations, they are able to come back to your work and, you know, take a much deeper dive. I know I found out more than a few podcasts from, you know, news outlets and things like that, that had driven me back to their work. And it was really, really interesting to see. So I think that that is just a tremendous plan for the future. I'm excited to see, you know, where this thing goes, because you know, the work that you've put out so far is already so amazing. I see a lot of growth in the future. Oh, thanks, Sam. That's great to hear. I like the confidence boost. It's much appreciated. And you're right. Yeah, I think that it's so easy to separate radio and podcasting. Um, but actually, if we can bring the two together, that would be wonderful. And I think that also by utilizing the radio, often those who do listen to the radio probably haven't tapped into podcasting too much so then you do gain um even more of an audience and just mix the two up together so i think that yeah there's definitely room for the two to work together in that definitely so it has been an absolute blast speaking with you anya you know talking about all things you know religion and spirituality but also getting into just you know your process and the things that you're doing you know that 
we are able to share to help other podcasters. I think that uh, there's a lot of great lessons from this. I think the the biggest one that I have on my end is just get started. Take that first step, find the resources, set up something that is just going to work for you at the basic level and start creating. And with enough repetition and enough experience, you know, the polished look, the the polished sound, it's going to come. So, you know, just get started, take the leap. You know, if you have an idea, you know, start creating because I think that you're going to find everyone in the audience, you'll find that it's a, a really rewarding experience. So it's been an absolute blast talking to you. Anything you'd like to share before you go? No, I just encourage you guys to head over to my blog, which is uh, mattersofbelief.com. And you can find my podcast on Apple, Spotify, any of your um, favorite ways of listening to podcasts. So yeah, I really encourage you guys to head on over. And just thanks for having me, Sam. It's been wonderful speaking with you. An absolute pleasure. Amazing. Yeah, this was uh, a great episode. And we're excited to you know keep bringing you all more of this Castro's Creator content. If you'd like to listen to Anya's podcast, like she said, check it out on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts, as well as check out her blog at mattersofbelief.com, which will be linked in the show notes here. So have a fantastic rest of your week, everyone, and we'll look forward to chatting with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 